Why do you hate the things that you hate? Have you ever wondered that before? Now, this is going to sound like a weird place to be coming from. I watched the Barney documentary this weekend. Yeah, Barney the Dinosaur. And there was a whole section about this subculture that like hated on it. And it kind of made me sad because I'm like, why, why do we hate it? How can we possibly hate on Barney? Like literally the, the thing that was filled of love and joy. So today on Mental Health Monday, Leah is going to help us break this down. Why do we hate the things that we hate? And is there anything that we can even do about it, especially if it's like an inanimate object? It's today on the show. Welcome. Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. Yeah, what's up? 601 episodes of this show. It's crazy. Um, this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. We are the daily podcast that has three principles. Live, laugh, love your mom. That means we live our lives out loud. We laugh a lot. And we love my mom, my co-host, Nancy Yancey. Hi, mom. <laughs> Hi, honey. We're just laughing before we started recording about things you give inanimate, inanimate, inanimate objects that you give names to, you know? And I don't know, like, why some things do get some and why some things don't, you know? I think people are really adamant about naming their car. Like a lot of people have a name for their car. That wouldn't be completely abnormal thing to name, right? Like, do you have a car, a name for your car, mom? Yeah. Honey. And what is it? Honey. It's just honey? Uh Uh-huh. Why? It's like, come on, honey. It's a Hyundai. (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right. It's my honey I'll go with it. I'll go with it. (laughs) I don't have one. I used to, I used to call my... I had an orange Kia and I called it Orange Julius. So I just called it Julius for short. Um, but I don't have have one for the Jeep. I've got a, um, I drive a uh, Jeep Wrangler and I don't really have a name for that though. It's just Jeepy. It's the old, the old Jeep. But it's funny how we do that, right? We, how we give things. Now, my mom is debating right now if she should give another inanimate object a name or not. What are you debating, mom? Well, you know, I, I honor all living things and I've been working a lot this weekend, this past week with my plants, you know, bringing them indoors and yeah. tending to them. And I thought I should name my plants. I don't know if most people have names for their plants or not. I'm not sure that's like a thing though. Well, you they know? say you're supposed to talk to them. It helps them to grow better. So, yeah. you know, I brought them in and I said, Oh, I'm so glad you're all here, and I hope that you know this winter will be great for you. I'm going to try to <laughs> hope do you're comfortable everything I can to make your life great in here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's fine. But I just don't. I don't know that, that that like you would name. Does anybody name their plants? Is that a thing that you would typically that you would typically name? Um, you can let me know. I just don't – I've never named – again, we talked about Friday how terrible I am with plants. And thank you, by the way, to the couple people who reached out to me about how to actually keep plants alive. That's very nice of you. Um, <laughs> I think I'm going to have to come show you. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, – I do really bad with some of them. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that, that like, we we typically give names to. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just Googling inanimate objects uh, we name because I want to see if – there's some things we, we just stereotypically um, – it says a lot of people – because I'm just, I'm just reading over this right now. A lot of people may give their um, household objects mm. names mm-hmm. uh, such as like a, a toaster. You may call it poppy okay? because oh, it like gosh. pops up. Maybe an appliance. Okay, uh-huh. I can see that. A uh-huh. vacuum. Uh-huh. You may have a name for your vacuum call it, cleaner. You call it sucker. You could call it sucker <laughs> if you wanted to. I don't see why not, you know? <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> what about um, uh, house plants? Obviously, is a big one. Does anybody name their uh, their washer and dryer by chance? No. no. Anybody care that much? I just think it's funny because because I'm trying to like like do the the rationale of why like for for example okay so to me if you really think about it like a washer and dryer or an oven ha- has about the same value as i mean when i when i say value i mean like personal value not like dollar wise mm-hmm. as a car right they're both kind of these um they're expensive well, it's not that they're just they're both like utilitary items that we use. Like one washes your clothes, mm-hmm. one drives you to work, mm-hmm. one bakes your food for you, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh your vacuum cleaner. Like they're all but why so why do we feel so because I know a lot of people that name their cars. So like why why would you name your car versus why if I said like did your oven have a name? I'd say most people probably say no. <laughs> right. Right, I've never heard anyone <laughs> name their oven before. Well, I wonder why that is, and this is, has no point to it at all. Um, <laughs> but I'm just thinking out loud; it's just weird to me. I think it might about be naming your plants. I, I was like, it might be because we don't have an experience with it. Like we have experiences with our car. Mm, you okay. know, I see it when we go places. We don't have an experience with our oven. So you're saying there's more like a. It, yeah, it's a more we, of a we, connection. A more of a personal yeah. connection. We do more with it personally. Yeah. But for those that maybe need okay, how about this? How about this? And I don't know if we're gonna call on this, but I'd love to hear this this phone call. Like, call us and tell us the inanimate object in your life that has a name. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then let's figure out maybe if my mom's theory is correct mm. of it has like a personal connection versus just being a utilitary item that you use, yeah. right? Yeah. And I don't know. There'll be a lot of – like for plants. So why name your plants? But you wouldn't name the grass in your front yard. Your grass doesn't have a – No, that's true. And I don't Or your name, bushes. And you I wouldn't name, name your bushes trees. that. No. Yeah. So like why but why I, is that you think? Because I think you have to tend to them more. Okay. So again, okay. you have an experience with them. I see it. Mm-hmm. I see it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll go with it. I like yeah. it. Yeah. But yeah, if you have something – an inanimate object that you – uh, you know, obviously, name that has really <laughs> no reason to have a name for it. Mm-hmm. Call us, tell us that story. Let's see if that theory is correct. It's more of a personal connection versus just being something you if use. If you name to, your you body know. parts, we don't want to hear that. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. But even that, you know, like why would you name oh. like your boobs or like your oh, your you know I guys? Know lots of people who do that. <laughs> guys name their you know their genitalia. Uh-huh. So it's why a, name that versus like your spleen? It's a personal experience. <laughs> <laughs> you have oh, well. an experience with those things. <laughs> See, and this is where it starts to get weird with your mom. So this is when you just change the subject. Okay, are you ready for my way out of date movie review? It's time. Okay. It's time. It's happened again. Uh-oh. Hopefully for some of y'all, though, this is going to be kind of a blast in the past. In case you're new to our podcast, I my mom, for some reason, sheltered me from everything <laughs> that was fun pop culture exciting. from the ages of six to 26 and so i just have so few pop culture references for some reason like especially movies like i don't know and i love movies like movies trust me as an introvert like that's that's like your that's a safe haven but i feel like know? we went to blockbuster all the time but why do we never watch the classics there's so many classics that we I never watch choose what you wanted to watch 
I think too, like I just watch as a creature of habit, I probably watch the same movies over <laughs> and over yes, and over true. again. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. So let's talk about one. And mom, we may, I may actually have seen this movie, but I can't remember if I had or not. Mm. Let's go to the 1984 classic Gremlins, Steven Spielberg movie. Oh, um, yeah. I think I would have been obviously, that. I would have been in a weird age for Gremlins, right? Because I was born in 83. So obviously uh-huh. I didn't see it when it first came out because I'd been way too young. It wouldn't have made sense to me. Right. So I do think I had seen it before in hindsight, but it popped up my, up my HBO Max last night. And I was like, I don't, I, if I've seen Gremlins, I don't remember Gremlins. Mm-hmm. So I went back, watched Gremlins. You know, now this is uh, 30 <laughs> years later, 40 years later, I guess, since it almost 40 years. It's been uh, 38 years. It's been out. Um, and so here's my 38 year too late movie review of Gremlins. It is it is a weird, weird movie. It's great. Like, it's great. Um, it's in case you don't know what Gremlins is about. Basically, it's this guy that uh, very st- awfully 80s stereotypically goes to this Asian man's shop uh, and this for some reason this this guy is like 50 years old and he's like the grandfather he may be 60 years old or whatever and they had this man in the most like stereotypical Asian old man outfit right like the guy's like smoking like a long pipe playing chess like was was arguably smidge i mean like actually extremely offensive if you think about it but you know (laughs) in the time i'm sure it worked um he goes and there's this little creature called a mobley mowgli 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 we did see that i thought so right and then he comes home and uh there's three rules you can't uh you can't get him wet you can't put him in bright lights (laughs) and you can't feed him he almost looks like a furby honestly I, i think that was like a Furby. Yes. Uh, but the most important rule is you can't feed him after midnight. Yeah. Anyway, so they put they put him in water and he multiplies. And now there's five of these little kind of these little – they're, they're all ill-behaved and <laughs> creating chaos. And um, then they eat they, – they convince him to feed him after midnight and they turn into these bad things and these bad gremlins <laughs> that come. That's the gremlins, right? So the gremlins come and they, they kind of take over the city. Uh, again, it was a – I, it only made me realize, damn it, like the 80s must have been such an easy time. Mm. It was so campy and like mm-hmm. so much hijinks. You know, <laughs> like, it, it was like almost like a cartoon. Uh huh, exactly. Uh, it was just so simple and uh-huh. so silly. And like mm-hmm. it just makes me, I don't know, it just feels like I'm sure it was, seems like maybe there's less things to worry about back in the day or something. I don't Definitely. know. Definitely. I think the Gremlins, though, you can still watch. I think it still works, and it's uh, 38 years <laughs> removed. But uh, really quick fun fact that I realized, too, as someone that's been watching a lot of older movies, mm-hmm. um, the outdoor scene of Gremlins when they're in the city is actually the exact same city as they used for Back to the Future. So yeah, little fun fact. I was cool. I was watching. I was like, wait a minute. this I feel I've like been I've been here, here before. before. <laughs> yeah, and I was like – is that Back to the Future? <laughs> and it was. And it indeed was Back to the Future. So, so a little fun fact. <laughs> a little fun fact for you there. Uh, okay. How do we feel about the age of 40? Oh, no. Here we how go. do we feel about, about the age of 40? Ma, honestly, how did you feel? Like when you turned 40, how did you feel? I felt great. Okay. Did you? Did you fear turning 40? No. No, I've never feared any age. No, I think um, they I think they all have their merits. I mean, I love I've loved every decade. 
I, what it is. I'm excited about being 70. I got a um I got a message from one of you and I'll leave you anonymous because I didn't ac- didn't actually ask if you if I could use this or not. Uh, it says some friendly advice. You are fixated on your age, but I feel like in a negative way. Uh, fixated may be the exaggeration, but you do mention your age a lot, and mm-hmm. not usually in a sort of deadline or negative. Uh, sorry, usually in in a deadline or negative way. That makes me sad that you have created that for yourself. I remember turning forty and feeling powerful. Mm-hmm. I felt like I didn't have to take anybody's crap. I'm forty. And then she did strong emoji and fist emoji. Mm. I want that for you. You you are thirty nine years of life. Uh, you are you are thirty nine years of life wisdom strong. Life has not passed you by. You have accomplished a lot. You have lived a lot. Uh, you have learned a lot. And and this kind of goes on from there. Well, I love her. Thank you for that. I I love that attitude. It's so true. I think that. I I think Miguel, my, my radio buddy, um, may have posted this a while ago because I think that we millennials have a very hard time accepting that we are turning 40. And I kind of want to talk about this with the older people that have already turned 40 to see if possibly this makes sense. And I'm, I'm going to ad lib here a little bit, but he something he posted resonated with me so hard mm. uh, because I do like I it's not even that I'm scared of turning 40 mm-hmm. um, because like it is what it is. Like, what are you going to do? You can't like beats the alternative. Yeah. You can't like, uh, you can't go back. Um, so I, he, Miguel posted something the other day, a couple weeks ago now about how millennials are probably having a, a challenging time accepting that they're 40. And I think that's honestly, the more of the issue is accepting the fact that I'm trying. It almost seems like crazy to me, like 40, like four, like how is this possible? And this thing that he posted kind of broke down a millennials lifespan so far Hmm. and how we kind of watched our parents have this very traditional life, right? Like Mm -hmm. mom, by the time you were 39, Mm -hmm. you had how many kids? Three. Yeah. I just um, had my third one. Yeah. Yeah. So you, like you had three kids. I have zero kids. Uh-huh. Um, you know, you guys had a house, maybe a second. How do we, how do we moved into the Clinchfield property yet? No. Uh-uh. Okay. No, no. Um, no, we were still living with, but like you guys had a house, like uh-huh. stable jobs. We had a fenced you know? backyard and we had a fenced dog. It. You had a dog. Uh-huh. Like you had, you had all the things. <laughs> yeah. Now keep in mind, the second that I graduated college, mm-hmm. we pretty much had gone right from there into the housing crash of 20, um, 2008, Eight. right? Uh-huh. And from there, it's just kind of been like, it, it's just life like wasn't, especially when it came to like buying a house, it just wasn't the same really. Mm. Right. Like a lot of people lost their house. A lot of, it was just like, it, and then all of a sudden house rock prices like skyrocket. Mm. Um, we've been through, uh, you know, we had come out of this nine 11 society. Mm-hmm. There just been like a lot of things mm. that are, f- we didn't really necessarily do traditionally, mm-hmm. um, even jobs, like even jobs are like way different uh-huh. than they were Yeah, back the in, back in your was, time was hard. The job market was really hard, uh-huh. right? We all had such a hard time, like, like 
kind of getting our foot in the door. And yeah. And our it day, was just different. You, had a, you had a job before you graduated. And so it was yeah. probably a whole lot more stable. And I think what's happening is a lot of us millennials are kind of waking up to the fact that we're 40. Mm-hmm. And all of those things that we saw uh-huh. growing up uh-huh. isn't our reality. So mm-hmm. I think in a sense, we all feel and this is this post. I can't take credit for this. I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we all feel like we're a little behind. Hmm. We're like a little behind because it just wasn't the same for us as it was for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but why is that not a good thing? I mean, um, I, I, think- I don't know that it's not a good thing. It's just more of a shock. It's yeah. more, again, I'm not like, it is crazy to me because I, I think because I'm single at uh-huh. 40, Yeah, which is... I, I do feel like I'm a little dated hmm. um, in a sense, you know what I mean? Because like most people, I don't know, it's just, it's, just, it's just a different, I didn't expect to be 39 and single, I guess. Hmm. It wasn't a life plan, hmm. which I mean, it's fine. I'm glad I am now, hmm. but I didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't really my, you know, I wasn't like, all right, I'm going to be, when I'm 39, I can't uh-huh. wait to be single. You know, uh-huh. it wasn't how I, right. and it wasn't what I saw. It wasn't what yes. I saw. Yes. Yes. You know, yes. like what I saw was like, again, my mom at 39 had three kids, a house and a husband of 20 years or whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, so I think that we, I think what's happening is that we, by because 40 is always that like it or not, it's one of those, it, it's one of those milestone <laughs> birthdays uh-huh. you're over the hill you're over the hill right uh-huh. and we and maybe i'm wrong maybe you can agree with this maybe you don't mm. but it resonated with me that we don't feel like we th- we're, we're at like we feel like we're having to catch up to where we thought we may we may be at 40 mm-hmm. because this is not how i, I thought my life was going to be well going it, into my 40th if year if your standards are what you lived you yeah know? yeah i mean what you saw yes but if not, I mean, gosh, you all have so many more advantages to life than we didn't have. I mean, now you speak up for yourselves. Think of sure. all the think of all the the rights that women have and have claimed, um, <laughs> and are living into um, the diversity in the workforce and in the world and the acceptance of all that. Yeah, I mean, it is a different time. So right. what? We valued and what was important to us based on what our parents had done is very different for you all, but it doesn't make it bad. It's just different. You know, all times are the best and worst of times, really. Right. You know, they they truly are. You can can always find good in every decade um, or every generation, and you can always find bad because it's just the way life is. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I see what you're saying though. If, I would just, if that's I would, the bar that was set for you in your subconscious or consciously, whatever, um, that you would be where we were at your age, then sure. yeah, I can see that's different. Mm-hmm. I'd love to know if any, if this resonated with anybody, you know, between the ages of like 35 and 45, mm-hmm. um, and if this was way, you know, I don't know if this is going to be, obviously it's kind of a specialized group that we're looking at right now, but mm-hmm. A lot of you are around my age, so right. I don't know if you feel the same way. Like, do you feel like you're behind at all? Like, do you feel – do you get in that feeling too? So when I hear the word 40, I'm like, holy hell, like, I'm 40? Uh-huh. Like, that uh-huh. went really fast, uh-huh. and I don't know that I'm where I need to be at age 40. I think that's really kind of the, the feeling they get. Thank you for the message, though, and I'm glad you sent it because mm. 
Um, it, it even t- made me kind of step back and think about it too, you know? So, mm-hmm. all right, mom, quote for today. Oh, it corresponds with what we're talking about. It's from William Gladstone. Be happy with what you have and are. Be generous with both and you won't have to hunt for happiness. Mm. Mm-hmm. Be content where you are with what you have and be generous with both and you won't have to hunt for happiness. I don't think there's really anything else to say about that. No, there's not. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I that's think we just pretty true. much just had that, yeah, just had just that conversation, true. right? Yeah, we did. We absolutely yeah. did. Um, I, I, but trust me, I still suffer with the idea that happiness is out there, mm. right? Mm. Um, oh, it's within you. And I am, you know, continuing to do external and internal search mm-hmm. to get to a point where I feel like I've found it. Because mm-hmm. y'all know me, I'm crazy. Mm. And I'll take all the time that I need, you mm. know? Yeah, Yeah, I'll take all the time that I need until I can find a solution because my brain is crazy like that. Mm. Okay. Mm -mm. Uh, This is actually a nice transition. Today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Mm -hmm. It is. It is. uh, And we are very thankful. We're very thankful to um, to have them on the show today. uh, That's where I do my therapy is BetterHelp. I want to recommend it to you as well. It's a great. It's just like. It's just like therapy for – I don't want to say dummies because that's the wrong word, but it's the easiest way I've ever done therapy. It's just – it's so conducive. It's literally so conducive um, to ease, like, like to the ease of your life. It's so 2022 in therapy, right? And that's really what I what I dig about. And like if you feel like – like since life doesn't really come with these instruction manuals, it's – you know, you may feel you may feel stuck sometimes, and this may be a great reason of why you reach out to BetterHelp because you may feel a little stuck. There's a little stuck in life, right? And if you do, that's okay. I mean, that's basically where I am. I feel like I'm ro- almost like romantically stuck right now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like I'm. Uh, I, it hasn't really haven't made much progression romantically in a couple of years. And I don't, I don't know if that's okay. I don't know if it's not. So that's why I'm back in better help and I'm happy to be so. And listen, I think that if you, you know, you deserve to feel your best, right. Mm-hmm. And better help makes it easy. It's like super easy to get started. Just go to betterhelp.com slash Kramer, betterhelp.com slash Kramer. That's better. H E L P.com slash Kramer. Also, today's podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Cozy Earth. Trust me, there's mental health and there's also like bed health. How's your bed health doing? How is your uh, – <laughs> uh, honestly, if you're sleeping on uncomfortable sheets, life's too short. Mm, it is. Life is too short. All of a sudden, you're going to wake up, you're going to be 40, and you're going to be like, I've been sleeping on uncomfortable sheets for the last 40 <laughs> years of my life. Why? It's okay. Still trying to make that better. Um, cozy Earth sheets are so freaking comfortable. I've got them on my bed right now. I actually probably need to wash them. <laughs> Had them on there for a couple of weeks. Probably Uh-oh. time to wash them. Yeah, it's time. Um, better. I mean, cozy Earth sheets are so freaking comfortable. They're made out of bamboo. You know, it's no. I'm a huge fan of these things. I hope you'll just they'll stay top of mind when it's time for you to get a new set uh, set of sheets or. If you're thinking for a great gift for the holidays for somebody, especially your parents, because it's not something you may initially think to give. I didn't until my mom was like, I really want these new uh, cozy earth sheets. 
for for my birthday and i was like i mean i never never think about giving sheets as a gift but <laughs> as the holidays roll around so you know nice. start thinking this it was a great gift right mom is mm. kind of just it works it's comfortable it's fantastic something i love and enjoy yeah yeah Absolutely. every day i mean literally you'll use that probably more than any other item you'll use in your lifetime mm-hmm. you know you know why you have it and keep in mind Every Cozy Earth sheets come with a 10-year warranty. So for 10 years, you or somebody you love can enjoy these sheets. They get a 100-night sleep guarantee, so you can send them back. Mom, you're probably still in your – yeah, you're still in your guarantee window. Oh, yeah. Gonna, they're not going anywhere. <laughs> you'll put them on one time. I swear <laughs> to you, like, that'll mm-hmm. be it. Plus 40% off right now. I mean, just think Cozy Earth. Think sheets. Think Cozy Earth. CozyEarth.com. CozyEarth.com. And you can just uh, enter the promo code Kramer40. Kramer40 for 40% off at CozyEarth.com. All right, certified fans. I don't want this episode to run too long, so let's. I'm gonna I don't, I'm gonna run through the spiel really quick about certified fans and why you guys are so important. I don't want you to ever feel unimportant. I can't skip over this. It's very important. Mm-hmm. Certified fans are people that uh, contribute six dollars a month to our show. You are such a huge asset. I was having like a moment this weekend because we hit six hundred, you know, episodes, mm-hmm. and I was thinking like, wow, that's. That's like, I don't know. Like, it's just, it's crazy to hit 600 episodes. And then I had to think about, I got so many messages from you guys that said you've listened to all 600 episodes. And if I didn't personally go back and thank you, I'm trying to get through all the messages. And mm-hmm. I don't know if I've hit every so post. Lovely. Thank you. But in case I haven't, thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. But then I think about people that, like, you know, contribute $6. Like, like, you go to work, you go to work every single day. Okay. And the fact that, like, you'll take $6 out of your hard earned money and contribute to this podcast is like, it's just it blows my mind so just thank you to every single one of our certified fans when you do contribute you um you get some extra love on our show and you get an extra um some extra perks if you just i'll I'll save you the time and say just text the word fans f-a-n-s to 888 kramer8 to go find out more but we do have a brand new certified fan today and i'm so excited about that we got in our 600th episode so so today we're gonna welcome our six uh, uh 500 sorry 450 third second laura h laura h from san diego laura h is our newest certified fan on our 600th episode the -hmm. fact that you still stick around and you contribute it's just is awesome it makes me feel so happy so thank you laura h thank you you're just the absolute best hope you're having a great day Mm -hmm. and this episode is dedicated to you mom let's give her some love Mm -hmm. whoop whoop to laura h love you Love you so much. Mm-hmm. Thank really you. Really do. And Thank we you. need, listen, I was really getting discouraged, but I think we can do it. Yeah. We need just, just one more person one this month. More this one month. more person. Yeah. One more person. One more person. <laughs> just one more person that wants to be a contributor to this show and, and just be part of our our fan fam. Yeah. Is is so what it, it's awesome. a great it's a great place to be. It's a great if you have Facebook to be mm. a part of the certified fans page. It's so great. It's so much positivity and love. It's great. Yeah. Okay. Mom, I think that's going to do it for you today. I love you. Okay, honey. Love you forever. Have a great week. All right. It's time for Mental Health Monday. This is a segment we do every single Monday. Has anything to do with something that you might go into therapy for? And so we're, we had all kinds of topics from dating to uh, trauma to um, love to relationships and anything else that you might talk to your therapist about. We talk about it here as well. So my friend Leah hops on every week and we do this. And Leah, why, why, where does hate come from? And I'm going to explain. I know it's like super vague but let me break this down you for a second okay so i 
was watching, it was a very slow weekend if you can't tell. I was watching <laughs> the documentary on Barney this weekend, which I'm sure falls right into your age range of entertainment growing up. It's Wait, on Peacock. Bar- oh, is this a Bar- new one? The di- the dinosaur. Is yeah, this a good documentary? Eh, oh. You don't need to watch it. Uh, I'll give you the I'll give you the quick cliff notes. Basically, um, it was a big success, and then the woman that created Barney, her son, shot somebody, uh, <gasps> and then uh, one of the guys also was paralyzed. One of the kids got shot because he basically all the kids turned really bad once they were off of Barney because they were also good growing up, and then they were bad, and that's that's it. Selena it's, it's okay. Gomez was on Barney, but I guess it's true, like, yeah. All okay. those kids. I mean, I feel like all those kids are probably. Anyway, it's not here nor there. The, the one part <laughs> I found fascinating that actually made me kind of sad was this whole hate culture mm-hmm. that came from Barney, and maybe actually one of ours that we've probably that came re- from Barney. Yes. Do you not remember how much hatred like came from the show Barney and I'm talking about like the, the naysayers. It was like the people that are like, and, and feel free to go watch the documentary because it'll, it'll show, but I remember this. It was like this weird like, anti-culture of Barney, which was like the complete opposite. I hate Barney. He's so stupid. Like, like we genuinely, and maybe it was even like in my age demographic because I was a little bit older than you guys. Mm-hmm. And it was like, Barney's so stupid. F Barney. <laughs> We're so, he's so dumb. Like, like, this show that was literally created on love and like, like nothing. Like, wait, I didn't know about this anti-Barney culture. Go watch it. Go download Pe- Peacock and watch it. Um, okay. I have Peacock. So, yeah. Okay. I'll do that so, today. Right so, after yeah. this. so anyway, <laughs> hate, like, I feel like, and maybe it's only because of my adult age and obviously with politics and everything else, like we, hatred feels like it's a, like an all time high. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to figure out where the emotion of hatred comes from inside of each of us and what are we supposed to do with it? Because even as people as sweet as Nancy Yancey, I can see her – I don't think she hates anything, but strongly dislikes yeah, certain things. Does, does she hate anything? I mean every now and then she'll say something. It's like it's, it's like a mild dislike, but for her that's um, you know. <laughs> but it's like it, almost like intangible objects, or like you know, let's just let's just take politics for example. We can just put blanket statements over like we hate Republicans, we hate Democrats, we hate this, yeah. we hate that. What about like we hate the Jews, we hate the right, Nazis, right, we hate right. you know maybe not Nazis, right. but like you know what I mean? Like what, I think it's okay to hate Nazis. Like yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that one's fine. But like some of these, like like where yeah, yeah. where does this come from? And well, all okay. the, all of us do it. All Every single one of us has a hatred for something that really probably has nothing to do with us. You know what I think about your mom makes her the person she is who does not submit to feelings of hate or like doesn't – I think your mom's faith and like sense of spirituality and wholeness mm. is where she thrives in the love that she gives and has for everyone, including mm. – people that aren't in line with her like views and values because your mom is very strong in her faith and her belief system and doesn't fear other people's. I feel like. Is that, is that what is hate come from fear? Oh, hates totally from fear. Hates totally from fear. Tell me about that. Well, so like nobody's born hating other people. It's all about fear. Like a lot of, I mean, if we're going to talk about just kind of like this political, you know, like the political, climate and like what for example like what's just how things are described like yes 
I'm just thinking like Tucker Carlson, right? Like, okay. it, like how sure. he describes like the Democrats and progressives is like they're, you know, they're trying to get rid of the white race, right? So that's instilling sure. fear. Right, so like use right. like that fear is what instills hate because it's like we need to protect our people, our mm. our lives, our community, our resources, and that creates the fear. And I really truly believe is what generates hate. And mm. so it comes I, from fear of, of maybe loss. Like like we'll take yeah, that example for a loss. second. Yeah, like like a white a white supremacist. Okay, right. Let's take it for a second. Let's go extreme. They're scared of losing the power that they have. As a white right. person. Right. Like, I mean, that's that's a lot of those folks that are like on that side. It's mm-hmm. really this fear that we're like, you know, the brown people are taking over and we're just like, we're, we're allowing, like, you know, the fear of immigrants is like, we're trying to have this country become more and more diversified. But what that means is that means like, white people have aren't important or have less say or aren't are, are then that we're marginalizing all the white people that you know and th- that colonized and started this country and so which i mean also they killed a bunch of <laughs> indigenous people I to mean, do that hello. but like but i really do think that a lot of hate like think about like in we have we talked about um you know the incels the um, involuntary celibates no so the shooter who shot um, I, my old camp, CUC Santa Barbara, they, there was a shooter who was shooting at sororities, like was targeting sororities and women and shooting all around Santa Barbara before, um, I think he took his own life is how it ended. But, um, so his whole thing and the motive of his shooting spree was really grounded on being rejected by women and never having lost his virginity and people like, and it, I, I really feel like it came from fear of being rejected, of being not wanted, of um, never finding someone, never being desirable. And mm. it didn't show up that way, right? It showed up as, as hate, but it came sure. from a place of, of fear and rejection and abandonment and insecurity. And so I think that's a really great example because now there's a whole community of in of incels online where they talk to each other and they're Interesting. so hateful of women, but it really comes from also trauma and probably being bullied and rejected and all this stuff. So it really comes from pain, I believe, pain and fear. And a lot of the people I work with that have intense feelings, I don't know if I have anyone who really, if I work with folks that like hate, but like their strong dislike or um, disdain for like, you know, certain things or cultures. Well, yeah. well, or, let's, let's break, let's yeah. break some other examples down. So like, what, if, what if I say I hate everyone that doesn't believe what I believe politically? What does that come from? I'm not saying that. I think, it, oh saying yeah. Right, 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 right. Well, no, I think it comes from like, I think it comes from like thinking your, your beliefs and values are being rejected or they don't mm. matter or they're under threat. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a lot of hate comes from that fear and a lot of the things too is when I work with folks to do trauma work, I'm just even thinking of people that like hate men, right? They come in with like, I hate men and maybe it's because they were in an abusive relationship mm. and maybe it was because um, like their father was abusive towards their mom or didn't take care of their family. Like, so people will have these generalizations and these deep rooted beliefs about one certain issue or thing based on an experience and usually it's fear-based or has caused a lot of pain in their life. And so the hate really comes from 
those like kind of bleeds like, over. Yeah, I feel like hate is like a secondary emotion, honestly. But then, but then people with so with why people, is it? Why can't we just say we're fearful of it? Why do we have to insulate? Because, but this hate? is the, oh, I was gonna say this because when you were talking, like, just we're talking about people that kind of band together, then you find other people that hate the same things, and then it creates this like group thing. So then I feel like it just becomes even more scary and um, dangerous because then people connect on hate. Do you remember there was an app, briefly a dating app that was like based on what you hate. Do you remember oh, that? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, never did it, idea, but like, I remember, idea. yeah, but I mean like, it's funny cause people I think thought it was so interesting. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> it like, would, you'd have a lot to talk about, you know? Well, what about like, I okay, said, so let's take, let's take one more example here. Like for those, I'm trying to think Pineapp- of like, I have another one, pineapple okay. on pizza. Cause I just listened to the, I think I've taught the daily podcast and they were talking about how, um, then who, who, it was actually, I think the um, federal government to like try and do a study or something about like understanding politics and why things are so um, extreme on one yeah. side or the other. And they did the example of like pineapple and pizza and people have such strong feelings about it that then they became hateful towards people that like pineapple and pizza or don't like pineapple and pizza. And it became very like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like just very, a strong reaction to something that's so ridiculous. Yeah. Then that's what it, it, it kind of goes back to the Barney thing, right? Like, yeah. Who cares? <laughs> like at the it's end of the day, I, who- I think it becomes us versus them. Like, you know, if you, mm. you know, you're saying you hate pineapple pizza and I love it, that means you're saying I'm not good enough or that what I like isn't good enough or that what I like doesn't matter. I really think it comes down to this us versus them. And as humans, we want to be, we want to be part of something. We want to feel like we're seen and connected and have community. And so, I think a lot of times the hate is stemmed, stems from those things. So, walk me through this mm-hmm. in your head right now. If we if we're t- and take whatever the first thing that comes to your mind of like what what do you hate? Could be a person, could be a thing, could be a color, could be a song, could be a whatever. What do we do to break that down? I don't think I don't think any of us really want to walk around with hate, right? Like um, it's just it seems like I'll a say, pointless I'll emotion. Say, yeah, and I'm trying to do something that's not super political, but like I really I don't know if I hate I Kanye hate West. Pineapple on pizza. Okay, we use Kanye. I think Kanye. Everyone's kind of mad at Kanye right now. Yeah, I think I I don't I wouldn't say hate him, but I strongly dislike him like a yeah. lot. I feel like he has this huge, and, and the reason for me is he has this huge, it's fear. He has this yeah. huge platform. He has a lot of people that follow him that treat him like a God. And mm-hmm. he then, you know, makes these statements that are very dangerous and loaded, mm-hmm. like hating Jewish people. Like, you know, like, so it's just, I think for me, it's fear, you know, it, I mean, I, it's hard for me to have, and I was actually talking to a friend who also really, you know, dislikes him, but also Aren't sees you Jewish. He, yeah. Yeah. I thought so. Yeah. But I mean, I think, so we were talking this. Oh, it's funny. I actually want to pull it up for you. So I sent her a thing about Kanye mm-hmm. and her response. It's so funny because I actually responded to her. I sent her this post and it said, Kanye West has hired Johnny Depp's lawyer. <laughs> and then her response, and she she doesn't like what he's been doing. And she thinks he's, you know, n- not mentally stable. Dumb, dumb. Yeah. Yeah. For lack of better terms. Dumb. Yeah. She says, I feel bad for him. He's ruining his life. I hope he gets the help he needs before he loses everything. And then well, I that's st- nice. <laughs> so my response to her, I was that's like, You have more sure. I know. And I said, You have more compassion than I do for him. And yeah. she goes, I just remember the 2005 Kanye, he wasn't that bad. And I said, That's yeah. very trauma informed. Cause it's like I <laughs> was for it, me, was right? That a therapist friend, were you guys talking like in therapy terms? All my ther- all my friends are therapist <laughs> friends, yes. But I think that's a perfect example, right? Where like she yeah. she is, you know, a person of color. Um and, has, you know, like she's Mexican, she's experienced, you know, 
her own strife as yeah. a Mexican person yeah. from, you know, she's an immigrant too, all this stuff. But like, she still has compassion for this person sure. versus I'm like disgusted by him. I mean, I think she doesn't love what he does. And she's made comments about being like appalled by some of the statements and things he does. But at the same time, she has compassion because I think she sees the bigger picture that he's mentally unstable. He's had some trauma, but it doesn't justify it. But I think so. Is that what we do? Do we, do we take a step back from if it's a person and really kind of look at what they're doing that makes us? Hate I think them? sometimes it helps. I think we still need to hold people accountable. Like, yeah, I, I really struggle with like people like you know I don't want to get like Donald Trump. I really struggle with that because, but I don't. I, I feel like there's almost like this personality disorder versus like mm-hmm. he's innately evil and trying. I, I don't know. I just don't think he stands for anything. But I think, and that's not really a good example, but there are people that like, you know, well, let's go back me. to, let me, let me go back to the question that I asked. Oh, I have a good um, one. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> we'll come back again. This is going to be a 75 minute episode with Leah today. And I just keep like repeating yeah. the same things. Yeah. Wait, just, <laughs> okay, like, wait, I'm, I'm tight on time today. I'm like, okay, cool. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> 20 minutes <laughs> later, one segment. Wait, okay. Go tell ahead, me, wait, let's go back to No, I'm good. Let's we'll go back to My What's your question initial question? Is, if we, if I say I hate blank, whatever comes to mind, what do I do with that to kind of start breaking that down? Cause maybe if I understand it better, I won't feel so harsh about it. You know, cause hate's like not a fun like, emotion to carry around. So I think you would ask yourself like, what's under line that hate is it fear is it pain is it mm. a past experience is it trauma what's underlying that that feeling and is this feeling serving me i don't think we can always change how we feel cuz it's pretty automatic it's in a compulsive response to a situation right that we that we're perceiving so sure. i but i think sometimes when you can break it down and see where is this coming from it has less power on us and it can be less you know like uh, overwhelming Intense. to manage. Yes. Look at yep. that. She's Look like a real that. therapist, y'all. Looks like a real therapist. It's like I actually um, know what I'm talking about sometimes. <laughs> we got there. Take us a second where we got there. That was good. Uh, okay. <laughs> Leah's got a book out just to prove to you she's a real therapist. She's also a published author. I am. Uh, and everyone should go buy her book because now the holidays are coming up. Uh, is this a good holiday gift, Leah, you think? Or is it, is that, is that inappropriate for the holidays, <laughs> you think? I mean, I don't know if like a kid would like that would be their first cho- first choice of a gift. Like <laughs> it's on everyone's it's on everyone's wish list this holiday season. I do think it's helpful if you have a teen or a young adult, or even say you have your you struggle you're an adult and you struggle with your own insecurities about relationship as a woman or female. I think this can give you insight based on like past experiences if you kind of look through that lens of what was I like as a teenager or mm-hmm. a child okay. going through these these world experiences and just, I don't know. I'm not, I'm, I'm blabbering. I'm no, tired. You're fine. Leah says so she's tired today. You should find, just plug the book. <laughs> <laughs> just plug it. You, so you can check, uh, so my book is the girl's guide to relationship, sexuality, and consent. It's published by new Harbinger and you can find it on Amazon target and Barnes and Noble. You can also check out my website and profile on Instagram at her true empowerment for the books linked there. And all my other resources are also linked through that as well. So So check it out. This episode is brought to you by Paramount plus an unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount plus original movie, little wing starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox reeling from her parents' divorce. Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner leading to a new outlook on life. Little wing now streaming exclusively on Paramount plus head to paramountplus.com to try it free rated PG 13. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. 
Get in, loser. Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Okay, that's it. I know that today was a little bit longer than usual, so thank you for those that made it this far. Thumbs up, thumbs up. Love you, love you. See you tomorrow for a new Ask My Mom. Goodbye. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever.